Welcome in to News and Views with Tom Lamprecht. The stories you've heard and the ones you need to hear. The cost of living has really gone up. 40-year high inflation. Higher prices for just about everything right now. Really bad message for Democrats. Oil prices continue to go up. That decision by OPEC. Hurting the American people. He has to go to the Saudi kingdom and threaten them to produce more energy. We're going to react to Saudi Arabia. President Putin is failing in Ukraine. Your life, your values, your voice. This is News and Views with Tom Lamprecht on Talk 96.3 and 103.7. All right, welcome in. It is News and Views. Got a lot to talk about. We try to cover everything that uh, Clark had in the opening uh, segment there. Uh, Also, political trivia comes up this hour. Presidential fashions. Interesting. Fun question. (laughs) Fun question. That could be interesting. Yeah, it will be. Um. A number of media outlets are reporting on more bad news for Cousin Eddie. Inflation is uh, continuing to go through the roof. And (laughs) Cousin Eddie comes out today and says, well, if you elect Republicans, inflation is going to get worse. (laughs) The guy is such – look, I know he's the president of the United States. I hate to talk about a president like this, but he's so inadequate. I mean, that's about the most – that's the kindest thing I can say. Mm-hmm. The guy's inadequate. Well, you know, for for, for years, his entire career, Joe has always said dumb things. He And he's and he's been – I mean, I think he's a pathological liar. I mean, he always has been. But now he's all those things as well as just severely cognitively declined. And, you know, it, of course uh, – in his defense and into the Democrats' defense, they've run out of lies to tell. They've run yes. out of ways to spin things. That's why you go to all the news outlets today, other than Fox News. You go to all the other – all the talk is January 6th. Yep. Donald Trump's yep. going to be subpoenaed. Yep. Yep. And we had the largest Social Security increase today in over 40 years yep. due to the inflation, inflation numbers. Inflation worse has been in 40 years, not, not to mention um, – I mean, I hate to be doom and gloom here, but there's very few things that can be done because you you basically can affect um, the, the the economy by, by a couple ways. One by monetary policy, by by things the Fed can do. Um, they're running out of things to do. All right. And and the on the policy side of things in Congress, well, you know what? They're not going to cut spending. <laughs> no. I mean, they've increased spending, so it's uh, we're in for a winter. Let me well, tell you. especially since. Joe is over there begging the Saudis. And what's interesting, and we're going back and forth Sorry. to a bunch of different <laughs> stories. No, it's all good. So he's over there begging the Saudis, don't cut oil production until after the election. Conspiring with a government. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, one has to – now, I, I'm not a constitutional lawyer by – I'm not even close, but I, there's something really – unethical about that if not illegal mm-hmm. that you're going and and basically yeah behind behind closed doors conspiring with a foreign government trying to get them to manipulate how they do business in order to affect an upcoming election and and ma- manipulate world markets yeah uh-huh. um and th- this is from the same crowd that for for the last two and a half years they have done absolutely everything there is to end the advantage the United States has finally had in supplying their own uh, fuel, oil, and all of a sudden, because it's just bad, it's bad, climate change, climate change, climate change, you're, and now you just go beg the Saudis to increase production. <laughs> yep. I mean, 
for just for clearly for political reasons. Yeah, I, I mean, after the election, screw you. I mean, we you do whatever you want. And, and we're back. We're back. I'm sorry, but we're back again to okay. Hey, the president doesn't control yeah. prices. <laughs> That's Putin's price hike. So when when they went down. Well, you know, all the efforts of the president, now they're going back up. Well, that's, you know, that's the, the, the war in Ukraine and the global this and oh, global yeah. that. I, I don't know how anyone can believe a word that comes out of their mouth. Earlier this week, Democrat Senator Bob Menendez urged the Biden administration to halt cooperation with Saudi Arabia because of their decision not to continue to support what biden asked for basically you know keep up oil production at least till after the election quote the united states must immediately freeze all aspects of our cooperation with saudi arabia menendez said including any arms sales and security uh, cooperation beyond what is absolutely necessary to defend u.s personnel and interest Uh, hey bob how about this why aren't you as upset with Joe Biden and his administration and what they have done to our domestic oil policy. Now, you said there's nothing that can be done. And granted, it has taken us really going back into the the whole COVID pandemic and the money that even the Donald Trump administration poured out there that, I mean, we, we were going in in the red to send out those checks. Biden continues to do it. It's taken us two years to to get to the worst inflation in 40 years. Mm-hmm. It's going to take at least that long to dig out of it. The one thing that we had possibly going for us is not only inter- energy independence, but the but we could have actually been an energy exporter to the point that we could have begun to whittle away a, a little bit of this debt that we have, this tremendous debt that we have. Uh, whether i mean it, and listen nobody is as stupid as joe biden appears to be and his administration appears to be you cannot be this stupid you have to be doing this deliberately and well and what's so bad about it is is uh you know the, the people in power from, from a monetary policy standpoint you've got uh fed chairman um powell uh his name escapes me right um jerome jerome powell and then janet yellen which is our secretary of the treasury yeah well you know for the last two years every time numbers comes out they act surprised they act surprised and we we're in a place that um we've only been one time in my lifetime you know and well, actually, Post Jimmy pro- Carter. actually, probably only one time in your lifetime, actually, because yeah, uh, bad because prior to that, you know, we're talking 1929. And uh, but really the, the bad inflation, you know, I mean, because remember when uh, Jerry Ford had his whip, you know, whip inflation now mm-hmm. and uh, they had price controls under Nixon and Ford. And mm-hmm. then it really got bad when Jimmy Carter got in there. Right. But so basically, you know, you, you're, you're talking about from about the early 70s almost 10 years you know until ronald reagan got in there and it even took him a couple of years to turn that thing around but you're talking about pretty much the decade of the 70s was was when inflation really was bad the last time around but the problem to me is you look at the people at the wheel not not only the elected people at the wheel but the people they appoint you're looking at lifetime educators lifetime (laughs) lifetime people that they're they've never to, run a business they've never done anything but either work for a campaign 
and they're getting re- repaid for all their hard work on campaigns for decades. And you and, say our Secretary of State. Yeah, and working and working in education, no one with any practical experience, no, and it no, scares no. the heck out of me. Ne- never had to make a paycheck. Never had to cut a paycheck. Uh, well, the, our listeners know this already. I'll go over the numbers. Uh, in 2022, food prices have gone through the roof. Eggs up 97%, vegetables up 40%, turkeys up 38%, pasta up 34%. Pasta, I mean, that was that was the dirt cheap meal you'd have, right? Pasta thir- up 34%, grains up 30%, fresh fruit up 20%, dairy products up 18%, baked goods up 14%. The overall food index rose 11.2% compared to the same month last year. It rose 1% or 12% annually in August alone. Well, I always said that uh, if I could ever get out of college, I would never eat oodles and noodles again. <laughs> I don't know. You know might, we might, might be going to that. Uh, I mean, the other thing is, look, I, and, and listen, I, I am not a conspiracy theorist, but I, I mean, I'm constantly reminding my wife, Buy a little extra so we can store it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, because you do not know what is going to happen. Uh, so Bobblehead Biden came up with this today. Quote, Americans are squeezed by the cost of living. That's been true for years. And they didn't need today's report to tell them that. Fighting the global inflation that is affecting countries around the world and working families here at home is my top priority. If Republicans take control of Congress... Everyday cost will go up, not down. What a delusional individual. Well, and here again, here's someone that has spent the last 50 years yep. just living in a bubble, live, living in that D.C. bubble. And, you know, he always throws that lunch, lunch pail Joe. Yeah, I'm, a, I'm a common blue collar yeah, guy. Yeah, he's from Scranton, yeah. Pennsylvania, and, and Delaware, and all this kind of stuff. He's just another Washington, D.C lifetime person that just never i mean he's never had to worry about anything nope so how is this going to affect the election well as you can imagine it's going to affect it pretty severely and not good news for democrats americans are not blaming vladimir putin they're uh, they're blaming joe biden a new rasmussen poll found that 60 percent believe the president's policies are to blame for increased inflation only 13% think the White House has been successful in its bid to decrease inflation. What's more, the survey found that 84% of those polled think soaring prices will be important in their vote. That includes 77% of Democrats. Mm. The poll finds that 89% of likely U.S. voters are concerned about inflation, including 64% who are very concerned just 11% who aren't concerned about the issue. I don't know where those people have been living. Researchers for the Federal Reserve Bank of Dallas put out a report that calculates real wages, which is income adjusted for inflation. Quote, we find that a majority of employed workers' real inflation-adjusted wages have failed to keep up with the inflation in the past year. For these workers, the median decline in real wages is a little more than 8.5%. Taken together, these outcomes appear to be the most severe faced by employed workers over the past 25 years. So basically, you look at your income from 2021, assuming you didn't get a raise at the beginning of this year, and not too many people got an 8.5% raise. 
Uh, if you are making the same amount as you did in 2021, no, you're not. You're actually making 8.5% less. Yeah. That's significant. I mean, you know, on $100,000, that's, you know, $8,500. And, and people at the, you know, at the lower end of the income uh, part of our economy that, that really, truly, you know, live month to month, you know, I mean, they're struggling they're struggling a lot more, obviously, because those inflation numbers that you just talked about are so much higher on those things than they are. The, the overall numbers are really misleading by a long shot. And, uh, you know, uh, you know, a lot of us, uh, gosh, we won't like we won't like 25, 30 percent, 40 percent increases in food. I mean, yeah. That, but at the same time, I'm not at the end of the week going to be saying, gosh, we can't make ends meet. But there's an awful there lot of a people, lot of people who cannot make people ends meet. There are a lot of people ma- that live paycheck to paycheck. Forty five. You know, so eighty five hundred dollars uh, if you're making one hundred thousand. If you're making fifty thousand, that's uh, four thousand two hundred fifty dollars. That is probably what you spend if you're in that category you probably spend a little bit more than that over the period of a year on your on your groceries but that is a situation if you're making fifty thousand dollars and you're a family of four you are living paycheck to paycheck and something has got to give we laughed about roman uh noodles but roman noodles but there's gonna be people looking at uh yeah what do we eat this week dear Mm. it's sad it is sad. And, you know, I, I, to your point on those polling numbers, uh, I, I don't – I think America, Democrats and Republicans, are seeing through the BS that keeps coming out of this White House. Yeah. Keeps, And it's e- even spun in the mainstream media. At some point, they've got to look themselves in the mirror and say, I, you, yeah, you know, yeah. we, we are the only ones pushing this narrative. Everyone's smart enough to know – what they're paying for i can't believe there's that many people in journalism that are that corrupt that are that much that there are prostitutes i mean i i realize there's there's people out there that say okay i've got in order to keep my place in my career path i've got to kowtow to people telling me what to do but i I, it's hard to believe that that i mean do they look themselves in the mirror and say i'm i'm proud of you for what you're doing yeah and i mean just before we went, went on air excuse me i went to um just kind of do a website update to just see if they've changed what what they're reporting every one of them there was one website i think it was abc or cbs you know they had the social security increase fairly close to the top but it was still buried in the middle of things some of them you couldn't even find anything about inflation reports today all about donald trump is going to be subpoenaed donald trump on january 6th i mean you have got to be kidding me an american does I'm telling you, America does not give a damn about that. We're going to get to that story. we got to take a break. Stay with us. More news and views coming up. This is such an evil force undermining our country right now. With the midterms fast approaching. People are panicking when they see that the prices in the supermarket are this high and the gasoline is this high. A lot of people are talking. It's unbelievable what we watch it. This gender tyranny going on is mental capacity is absolutely diminished. It's Marxist destruction of the family. And you're invited to join the conversation. We're a world of hurt in this country. Let your voice be heard this November. Register to vote now at vote.gov from Talk 96.3 and 103.7. Welcome back in. It is National M&M Day. Like is in the snack? Like in the candy. Uh, not, not the uh, wrapper, but the candy. <laughs> 
taking a look at your weather forecast, a high of uh, 75. I think we got a higher than that today. I, I was looking at the uh, gauge on the way in. It looked like it was up in the low 80s, so it got warm today. Tonight, uh, some showers linger, uh, then clearing skies. Tomorrow, uh, partly cloudy skies, a high of 73. Tomorrow night, a low of 47. Saturday for game day with the Pirates here in uh, Greenville will be 77 degrees and uh, light winds. What time's game time? I think it's at 7 o'clock? 6.30? It's a a night game. It's 7.30, I think. Yeah, 7.30. Saturday night for some time at the end of the game, it should get down into the mid to lower 50s with clear skies. So all in all, not bad. Needed the rain today. Weather brought to you by our friends at the Ironwood Golf and Country Club. Whether you're looking to spend your fall courtside or greenside, Ironwood Golf and Country Club offers a variety of memberships tailored to fit your lifestyle with no initiation fee required. Headed to the beach, pack your clubs. Ironwood members receive reciprocal golf and dining privileges at the Beaufort Club in Beaufort and Compass Point Golf Club and Magnolia Greens located near Wilmington. For more information, contact membership director Jenna Doyle. Her number is 252-752-4653. Join in the fun at Ironwood today, a part of the Renaissance Golf Group. It is Political Trivia Day. We're going to be playing a little bit uh, your category, Presidential Fashions. 561-8255. Ken from Stella, North Carolina, has been waiting patiently. Hey, Ken. Hello, Ken. Hey. Hey, you guys. Nice talking to you, uh, Tom and Benny. Uh, Wanted to give you a uh, real-life man-on-the-street report. Uh, I've been going to uh, breakfast with some guys once a week for the last three, four years or so. And uh, we've been paying like uh, $6.99 or something for a couple of eggs, some sausage, uh, grits, that kind of thing. Right, reasonable uh, about price. A month ago, yeah, about, about a month ago, it went up a buck, uh, $7.99. Today I go in and have breakfast, it's gone up another two bucks, $9.99. Wow. If wow. that ain't inflation, both, uh, uh, Joe Biden is smart <laughs> you know <laughs> i mean if, if if you know if anybody can tell me that prices aren't going up uh I, they don't live here in the united states i'll tell you well it's interesting you say that there's a group of guys i get together with for lunch on mondays we've been going to one particular restaurant and in all honesty they, they just said this is getting too expensive mm. Yes. For for a, for a sandwich and a drink when you pay 13 14 bucks And I'm noticing that – and listen, I don't blame the restaurants. I mean, that's, that's what's costing them. But you're seeing less people. I mean, at this one particular restaurant we're going to, I, I, it's pretty obvious that there are less people uh, showing up at lunchtime. I mean, where it used to be a, a fairly long line that you'd have to wait 10 minutes to place your order, now you just walk right in. So, yeah, I, I well, hear you, Ken. Yeah, you know, our guys, we talked about that today, and uh, the, the waitresses uh, need the job. They need the tip. Um, we talked about maybe trying some other place, and we said, nope, we're not going to do it. We're going to keep supporting this guy. He's got to raise the prices based on what he's getting, and, uh, you know, there's nothing we can do about it. Uh, so, you know, that's what we're going to do. We're fighting this thing by continuing to support folks, uh, who, uh, try to make a living under these, uh, really adverse conditions that we have with the current government that we have, you know? Bingo. 
Ken, you're a good man. Yeah. Thank you for uh, thanks for listening. Uh, too, thanks Ken. for listening. And thanks for the support for the, your uh, local uh, business friend and and the waitresses. I mean, that's. Uh, you got oh yeah i mean they they need uh they, you know i mean these are people that are out actually working instead of sitting at home and yep. taking a damn government check you know? <laughs> and uh i, I mean because that's why the labor participation rate is so they're still funneling money in from all this covid crap and everything else yep. and that's why people that why they can go out and claim that the uh uh, uh, employment numbers are, are great. You know, they're just absolutely wonderful. And uh, the, the only reason is because the government's still spending money and exactly. keeping people at home and not work. Bingo. You know, so, Bingo. Yeah. Yeah, and then the next time you I think, lo- oh, is it? The- Go ahead, Ken. Yeah. I love I love the people that get out there and work because that's what America's all about, you know? Amen. Absolutely. Thank you, Ken. Good Thanks, words. Ken. All right. All right. Carolina Journal is reporting on uh, the safest cities to drive. It can't be Greenville. It's not Greenville. <laughs> but surprisingly, um, let's see, overall. I want to see. Let me get. Can I get? Let me What do you think the number one city in, in the United States was? Oh, in the United States? Yeah. yeah. Mm, I would probably say. I was uh, shocked when I saw that. <clears throat> I, I would probably say uh, maybe somewhere like Minneapolis. Raleigh, North Carolina. Raleigh. Which means Minneapolis must be really bad. <laughs> wow. Yeah, it was uh, from Wallet Hub. Uh, they had a, a bunch of different criteria. Uh, cost of ownership, traffic infrastructure, safety, access to vehicle maintenance. Anyway, they gave him a total score. Raleigh came in first. Greensboro, North Carolina, came in fourth. Winston-Salem came in fifth. In the United States? Out of the United States. Wow. Yeah. Raleigh, Plano, Texas, Corpus Christi, <clears throat> Texas, Greenville, uh, Greensboro, North Carolina, and Winston-Salem. So, uh, interestingly. Uh, and, and I wonder if some of that's volume, you know, volume of traffic as well. You know, you got some major highways that coming through. I don't know if that was a part of the metrics or not. but uh, Infrastructure yeah, was yeah. part of it, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, it's pretty good roads in North Carolina. They are, but I mean, if it's, he, if it's the amount here. of traffic, I mean, have you driven through Raleigh oh, lately yeah. At, yeah. at drive time? It's tough. <laughs> I try, I try to avoid it. I try to go early yeah. in the morning. Exactly. I mean, if if you're going through Raleigh uh, between eight and nine o'clock, get ready for bumper to bumper traffic. So, and you can have it. I know a lot of people like to go to the big city like Barney, but uh, you can have it. It's where Barney goes to party. Yeah, yeah. Corner room at the Y. So, <laughs> so uh, Ted Budd was endorsed by the U.S. Chamber of Commerce. I think he mentioned that yesterday when we had him on the air. Um, they also endorsed David Rouser. Uh, interesting, on, on this, this is out of the Carolina Journal today. Um, Planned Parenthood said they were going to pour $5 million into North Carolina races. And uh, basically, they're going to hit on the abortion issue again. <laughs> And here, here you go. <laughs> oh, abortion is not a big part of our business at Planned Parenthood. Yeah, yeah, good point. <laughs> I mean, oh me. Mm. But you know, the other thing is that I immediately thought about this is I, I don't know what the check is. I think the last time I ch- the last time I looked, the last government check from the feds to Planned Parenthood, I believe, was six hundred million dollars. I mean, it's some that's, astronomical that's, thing. Yeah, it seemed like I remember that. And. They have announced that they're going to dump $50 million in races across the United States. 
So they're so, taking the exactly. taking the, taking the budget of the federal government and choosing what candidates they want exactly. to run for. That's what it boils exactly. down to. And it's a Ponzi scheme. <clears throat> yep. You've got Democrats that say, we need to support Planned Parenthood. And they pull out the violins and tell you how terrible it is that we take away this money that's supporting women's health. And you probably got a couple of yokels like uh, Susan Collins and Murkowski out of Alaska. So, oh, yeah, we got to support Planned Parenthood. And then they turn around and take... So they get $600 million, They say, okay, we'll take $50 million, and you're exactly right. We're going to give it to the people that will then turn around and give us more money next time. It's kind of like the, uh, what is the organization, American Federation of Teachers, that, that yeah. Randy Weingarten yeah, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, she's 100% political. I mean, that, that's all she does. <clears throat> and she was in Ukraine this yeah, week. Yeah, what was that all about? She was in Ukraine <laughs> concerned about the, the teaching ki- over there the teaching and the kids not having school because i'm like for two years you, you have told people you we can't have school it's too dangerous and you go to freaking ukraine and say and are more concerned uh, about the kids in yeah. ukraine than you are in the united states bingo gosh you can't make it up have you followed this uh race up in the triangle bo hines and uh wiley nickel Wiley Nichols, the uh, Democrat, Bo Hines, who uh, played football for NC State, I believe. Yeah, I remember he played football at State, yeah. And, uh, and apparently it's a fairly neck-and-neck race, but the, the low-down tactics that Democrats are using, this guy, Wiley Nichol, again, this is the 13th Congressional District, he has come out with an ad accusing his Republican opponent, Bo Hines, saying that he has faced six criminal charges and stood with rioters who stormed the U.S. Capitol. You dig down a little deeper, and even the Wiley-Nickel campaign admits, well, those six criminal charges were actually speeding tickets. Oh, my goodness. Now, now, first of all, that's an out-and-out lie. That's not just a... Uh, an exaggeration it's you're you're not considered a criminal for getting a speeding ticket you violated a traffic ordinance but you're not a criminal for them to come it's, it's just unbelievable what these now the good news is it's because they're in trouble and this is a sign of desperation but it is uh it is totally frustrating so this is wiley nickel that uh was born to wealth one of the largest farm families in the central valley of california is that the same one wouldn't be surprised yeah it is yeah it sure is he's yeah and he's north carolina senate when i yeah when you said the name it it escaped me but my first thought was gosh that sounds like a guy that that got some wedgies growing up and looking at his picture yep yep (laughs) he got some wedgies (laughs) wiley coyote but yeah i mean but here's i'm just looking at his looking at his career here Worked for Obama campaign, Al Gore campaign. His whole life, he's worked for political campaigns. Born of extreme wealth out of California, got his law degree from uh, Pepperdine, graduated Tulane, and he's in politics. Yep. Typical Democrat yep. Party resume. Yep. I mean, you can almost yep. take that resume. Exactly what you're talking about earlier. You can exactly. Almost, yeah, you can take that resume and remove his name and put. <laughs> millions democrats in politics across the country yeah. on it it just kills me um and by the way just to let you know that there's no improprieties in our election process there wasn't in 2016 there wasn't in 2020 and there won't be this year oh but by the way the illinois republican candidate for u.s senate who won the june primary 
uh, in the county of Shiler County, Illinois. Her name doesn't even appear on the ballot that they're sending out for the absentee ballots. Doesn't even appear on the ballot. (laughs) So, and this is against the ultra-liberal Tammy Duckworth. Another Republican who did not win the primary, a Peggy Hubert, does appear, but the person that's supposed to appear, Kathy uh, Salvi, does not appear on the ballot. Now, my my first question is, oh, it's an accident. We're sorry. (laughs) Why does it always happen to the Republicans? Do you ever see a story like this where the Democrats get screwed? Absolutely never. And Illinois has got to be, and I I know some people in Illinois, I know some people in Chicago, I know some some farm families out in in the rural areas of Illinois, but Illinois, politically speaking, in Chicago has got to be the most corrupt place on the planet, maybe. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. it's like this. Every, well, how many of their governors are in prison? Oh, are, it's like uh, yeah. As a slight thing, it's a long uh, list. You're you're a governor one term, and four years later, you're in jail. <laughs> uh, right. I mean, Kentucky's not much better, but uh, you had a few of this in Kentucky too, and all Democrats, I think. But Illinois takes the cake, though they really do. Um, I tell you what, let's go ahead and take a break because we want to play political trivia. Five six one eight two five five. Got a good prize package. Uh, something extra in this particular uh, little uh, version of political trivia in terms of prizes. Give us a call five six one eight two five five. Your category: presidential fashions. A fun question. It'll be interesting to see who gets it. Five six one eight two five five. Political trivia. When we get back. All right, welcome back in. Time for a little political trivia, 561-8255. I think we still have a line open if you want to call in and play. Your category, presidential fashion. Prize package includes a free oil change for your car or pickup at Dave Davis's East Carolina Chrysler Dodge Jeep or at Washington Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram. A gift certificate from Fit for Life 24, including two free training sessions with a coach. A $20 gift card to Mucho Bueno for lunch or dinner. Mucho Bueno, real Mexican street food located in front of the Westbrook Shopping Center, US 70 West and Havelock. Also a $20 gift card to Gwendy's Goodies Bakery in Aden. Delicious baked from scratch goodies. An Ironwood gift certificate and, and two tickets to the Ghost Walk of Newburn, which takes place next, uh, I think it's uh, the 20th, 21st, and 22nd. This is the 32nd year of Ghost Walk. It's a family-friendly fall event that combines spirits from New Bern's past with talented local volunteers and actors, historic sites, and a fun-filled creative environment. So a little bonus for this week's uh, political trivia. Remember, if you or anyone in your immediate family has won recently, let's 60 days pass before you play again. First up, Jamie from Greenville. Hi, Jamie. Hello, Jamie. Hey, how you doing? Doing well. You ready to play? I guess so. All right. Here's your question. When Andrew Jackson showed up for his inauguration in early March in Washington, D.C., he decided to wear two pair of something. What? Um, that's weird. Um, socks. Socks. Good guess. Not it. Good guess, though. Thanks, Jamie. Thanks, Jamie. Give us a call back, 561-8255. Let's go to Thomas in Greenville. Hi, Thomas. Hey, Thomas. 
<laughs> Say again? Okay. Yes, sir. Good afternoon. Hey, how are you, Thomas? Hi. Uh, right. Did you hear the question? Uh, I'll be happy to repeat. Had a... Okay. When okay, thank you. A- when Andrew Jackson showed up for his inauguration in early March, I think the year was 1820, he decided to wear two pair of something. What? He wore, wow, uh, two pair of uh, gloves. Two pair of gloves is a great guess, but that's not it. 561-8255. Thank you, Thomas. 561-8255. That opens up a line. Uh, It's time for a hint, should we? Let's see who the next caller is. 561-8255. Who do you got, Clark? Let's go to Nick in Newburn. You ready for a uh, slight hint, Nick? Yes, please. All right. Your question. When Andrew Jackson showed up for his inauguration in early March, he decided to wear two pair of something. What? First hint, it is entirely possible that Jackson did not realize he was wearing two pair of this item. What do you think? Would it be like uh, cufflinks? Wow, good guess. That's a really that good, is good one. guess. That was uh, that was an age when everyone wore cufflinks, but that was not it. March fourth, eighteen twenty nine. Eighteen twenty nine. Five six one eight two five five. Let's go to Shelley. Hi, Shelley. Hey, Shelley. Hi. Hey. So, when Andrew Jackson showed up for his inauguration in early March, eighteen twenty nine, he decided to wear two pairs of something. What? Well, the only thing I can think of since gloves and socks were out of the question could be underwear. <laughs> well, it, get, it does get chilly in March in my, Washington, D.C. Yeah, my mom always said take an extra pair. <laughs> Does she want you to wear an extra pair? <laughs> no. That is not it. That's a great guess, but that is not it. 561-8255. Thanks for calling. Give us a call back. 561-8255. Let's go to Margaret. Hi, Margaret. You ready for another hint? Hi. Hi, Tom. Yes. Okay. Up north, we always wore long underwear, not just underwear, long underwear. Well, uh, that was not it. I don't, I don't take that as your guess since a uh, previous call just said underwear. Um, so uh, first hint, it's entirely possible that Jackson did not realize he was wearing two pair of this item. Second hint, he was not wearing one pair exactly where you're supposed to wear them. How about shoes? Two pair of shoes. Now that would be interesting. I guess you one well, one pair on your hands and one pair on your feet. Well, <laughs> you wear they some could be like moccasin shoes. He was oh. an Indian. Oh, that's fighter. true. That's true. And you yeah, could like wear the soft moccasins over your regular. Yeah, shoes. yeah. Like mm-hmm. when a little kid puts on uh, a a light pair of uh, of shoes and then uh, or bedroom slippers and slips into the rubber right. boots. Good guess. Not it. Five six one eight two five five. Thanks, Margaret. Who do we have again? Jamie again. Jamie is back. Hey, Jamie. <laughs> Did you Google this? No, I did not. <laughs> I, you know, it, it was hard to find on Google. Oh, okay. I usually double check, and I, okay. it was, it's not easy to find. What do you think? Glasses. Glasses, Glasses is it. That's it. Congratulations. <laughs> that is it. He was he wearing a... That's exactly what happened. He had one on his nose <laughs> and one on top of his head. Where are you calling from, Jamie? All right, Jamie from Greenville. Hang on the line. Clark's going to get all your info. Enjoy all those prizes. And Benny and I will be right back. Ride and 
Shotgun with your 5 o'clock drive. Well, the drive home should be a delight. This is Tom Lamprecht with more news and views on Talk 96.3 and 103.7. Congratulations to Jamie Vick from Winterville, North Carolina. She got it right. What is he wearing two pair of when Andrew Jackson showed up for his inauguration? Two pair of glasses. One on his nose and one on top of his head. Could it be that he just forgot that he had one on top of his oh, head I'm sure. like I used to do? I'm sure. It happens to me all the time. And uh, that's why I, I, you know, I buy the cheap reading glasses. You buy three pair at a time over at Sam's. And I just, you know, I don't, they're not prescription, but, uh, but they work. And I just keep buying and buying and buying them because I, I lose them and lose them and lose them. So well, I started using these uh, clickets a few years ago because, you know, I would do the same thing. I'd go buy 10 pair and then all 10 would be in one place instead of several different places. Well, I've got them all over. So I just Car, keep, keep bedroom, them around my neck. Office, home office. All over the place. Anyway, congratulations, Jamie. Yes, it was two pair of glasses. Uh, you mentioned this earlier in the program. A number of media outlets are reporting on the, can I say this, the pompous asses that are on the January 6th committee. <laughs> I, you know, I, my, my liver could not take the liquor it would take for me to watch that. <laughs> I'm telling you, I just know the way, I know the way, the way it is and the way it's going. And listen, they're all going down in flames, especially the two Republicans. They're done. Yeah. I mean, Kinzinger is is saying he's not running for re-election. Liz lost. So in her going out in flames of glory, Vice Chairman Liz Cheney said the January 6th panel has gathered sufficient evidence to make criminal referrals for several people, but conditioned that key testimony was outstanding. A key task remains. We must seek the testimony under oath of the January 6th central player, Cheney introduced a resolution for the committee to direct the chairman to levy a subpoena against former President Donald Trump for testimony and relevant documents. The House January 6th committee unanimously voted to issue a subpoena against the former President Donald Trump for testimony and documents. I mean, this is this is not a legitimate committee. It's not a legitimate committee. <laughs> no. They have no authority. And if I was Donald Trump, I'd tell them to stick it where the sun don't shine. It's a sham. A friend of mine brought up a good point last night. He said, you know, they keep talking about how important this is for national security. Get to the bottom of it. Blah, 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 Baloney. blah, blah, blah. Okay, but he made up a good point. He said, then why in the hell did you take off vacation in August? Well, yeah. If it's that yeah. important... Stay in session the end of and the get world. it done. Well, the same thing with the, the you know, we, we could be having a nuclear war based on what is Mar-a-Lago. If, <laughs> if that was true and we we're putting the national security in jeopardy, why did you sit on it for weeks and months? Yeah, if that was true, they would have raided with Apache helicopters. Yeah. Like two years ago. I mean, good grief. You've got to be really, really intentionally ignorant to believe any of this stuff coming out of this committee it is it is a sham well and and these these comments from liz cheney about oh this is the end of democracy as we know it what a bunch of bs (laughs) no it's the end of your political career as we know it liz (laughs) i mean wow good you know it's it's really interesting how you you have people at one point in life you think they're, they're, they're 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 genuine conservatives and at the end of the day you know, they they just throw their principles out the window. Yeah, I mean, I I realize that there are things that Donald Trump does that is not my cup of tea, but I mean, his his caustic way of doing things is is on is one thing, but when when you're doing what Liz Cheney is doing 
And, and you, you talk about trying to remove our form of a democratic republic. Uh, this January 6th committee has done far more damage than Donald Trump has ever done. Oh, yeah. yeah. Far more damage. The, the biggest, their biggest concern is that Donald Trump exposed – I mean, he exposed Washington, D.C., exposed the swamp. Yep. He made the people start to pay attention, the people, the voters, where they have some power. And, you know, I mean, I think it's getting better where, where people are starting to pay attention. In, in the past, they just ignore it because it's controlled by, you know, two or three in each party, really. And they just kind of volley back and forth, and they don't want to lose power. And they saw someone that come, came on board and uh, – you know, said to heck with them and, and spoke directly to the people and didn't go, go kiss the ring. Uh, and presidents have to do that. And they just they didn't like it. Yep. Exactly. What it boils down to. Exactly. The uh, geniuses on uh, ABC's The View mocked U.S. Senate candidate Herschel Walker during today's broadcast, suggesting that perhaps he had brain damage. Now, they defended Fetterman. Mm-hmm. They went out of their way. Oh, he's healthy. He's fine. There's no problem. He can serve. Joe Ben. Yeah. He called Joe, Joe ben. Biden, Joe Ben. Joe Ben. Mm-hmm. He can serve. He's fine. And then they turned on Herschel Walker and said, um, well, you know, maybe he's got brain damage. <laughs> now, may I just remind everyone, when you disagreed with Barack Obama's policies, not Barack Obama, but his policies. You're racist. You were a racist. <clears throat> yep. And now these cackling hens have the chutzpah to come out and look at a guy like Herschel Walker and say, geez, you got, and and again, cackling with their stupid laughter that Herschel Walker has brain damage. Well, when I listen to them and some of the dumb stuff that comes out of their mouth, I mean, you could question the same about them because they're the dumbest people in America. (laughs) Congratulations again to uh, Jamie Vick, our political trivia winner. Listen, we're going to be off tomorrow. I'm going to be out of town for business. So does Benny, actually. Yep. So uh, we'll join you again on Monday at 5 o'clock. We'll see you then. Bye-bye, everybody. All right, all right, all right.